Hey everybody, welcome to Church Online. For all of you that are Bisville Assembly of God family, plus those who are joining us, we are so glad that you came to worship with us today. I know that this is a little bit different, but you know what? I'm so glad that we get to share the Word of God with you this morning. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to open in prayer. We're going to let Pastor Dustin take it from there, and he's going to lead us in worship. But would you bow your heads as we just take it to the Lord in prayer today? Father, I thank you, Lord. God, it may not be the ideal situation, but God, I'm so glad that we get to come together and make you famous. God, I pray that you would speak to us during this time right in the middle of our homes. And God, we praise you today. May the Holy Spirit fill each place where this is being viewed. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's worship together. Well, good morning, church. We're glad that you joined us this morning. Even though we can't be gathered together at the church building, we can be gathered together in our homes and be gathered together in spirit. This morning, we truly encourage you to worship from your home. If that means standing up from the couch or standing up from the chair this morning, go ahead and do that. If that means turning up your TV loud so that you wake up your kids, get them ready for worship this morning, whatever that means for you. But let's worship the Lord together in spirit and truth this morning. Let's worship his name. Come, let us worship our King. Come, let us bow at His feet. He has done great things. See what our Savior has done. See how His love overcomes. He has done great things. He has done great things. the grave you free every captive and break every chain oh god you have done great things we dance in your freedom awake and alive oh jesus our savior your name lifted high oh god you have done great things you've been faithful You've been faithful through every storm, and you'll be faithful forevermore. You have done great things, and I know you will do it again, for your promise is yes and amen. You will do great things. Sing it out to him. God, you do. of heaven you conquered the grave you free every captive and break every chain oh god you have done great things we dance in your freedom awake and alive oh jesus our savior your name lifted high oh god you have done great Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, God. Above it all, hallelujah, God. Unshakable, hallelujah, you have done great things. Oh, sing it again. Hallelujah, God. Above it all, Unshakable, hallelujah, you have done great things, you've done great things. Oh, hero of heaven, you conquered the grave, you free every captive and break every chain, oh God. You have done great things, we dance in your freedom, awake and alive. Jesus, our Savior, your name lifted high, oh God, you have done great things, you have done great things, oh God, you do great things, oh yes, we believe that you're the God of the impossible. We believe. 
you help our faith to rise this morning? Just as the father that's in the book of Mark chapter 9, his father's daughter was very sick. And Jesus came by and he had faith that his daughter was going to be made well by Jesus. But this man said something that inspired faith in him and for many people in generations to come. As it's in Mark chapter 9, he said, Jesus, I believe, help my unbelief. Let's make that our prayer this morning. Jesus, help our unbelief this morning. God, we have faith that you are God. But some of us listening this morning and worshiping this morning, God, we just have things that are going on in our life that are so difficult. And sometimes our faith is rocked. Sometimes we have doubts in our life, whether it's a job situation, whether it's a family situation that's not getting worked out, whatever it is, Lord. Help our faith to rise this morning. We believe. Lord, help us in the areas we have unbelief. Help us to know that you are the God that you say you are. Because we need your help with it, Lord. Help us to know, God, you reign on your throne. Help us to know you are living hope. Let's sing it this morning.
show yourself faithful today. Lord, as we worship you, show yourself faithful. Meet us in our moment of need right now. And Lord, inside of our moment of need, we choose to worship. We choose to praise the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We choose to worship in the midst. And we declare with all of our hearts. When peace like a river attendeth my way. just as you soften the heart of Pharaoh when the Israelites were trying to get out of Pharaoh's captivity you softened Pharaoh's heart and they were free Lord I pray right here right now before we move any farther in this service that you 
would soften our hearts. Take away any unforgiveness that any person has today. Take away any grip of addiction that someone is bound in today. Take away any struggle, any strife, any brokenness, any loneliness as we put our full faith and trust in you. God, we need you. We need you. Open our hearts that we would hear your word. We pray this in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And everyone said right from their living room, resounding amen and amen. It's been so great, man. Thank you, Pastor Dustin, for leading us in worship today. Um, what an awesome day uh, to get kick-started just by praising the Lord, even though it's right there in your home. Pastor Dustin and I are trying to uh, practice social distancing. We're about the limit of our camera angle here on each side. As you can see, he's de de delving into some hand sanitizer there. I want to just uh, give you a couple of announcements as we go here. Uh, first of all is this. Let's, you know, usually we do the connection cards. Maybe you... Uh, have a prayer request that you'd like to share with us. We don't want to stop that kind of connection with you. If you would like to share those, please just give those to us at office at Byesville Assembly of God, um, byesvilleag.org. That would be great. Again, that email address, if you could email those to us, is office at byesvilleag.org. Some of you may be wondering, how in the world am I supposed to give during this time? Um, we would just really appreciate you considering and, and helping us with that. Thank you in advance for being faithful to the Lord with that. We still have bills and such around here that we want to make sure that we're paying. Um, if you would like to mail in your tithe and offerings, you can do so. Please send them to our church. You can mail them to us, 102 South 7th Street. That's in Byesville, Ohio, 43723. Um, again, that address, 102 South 7th Street, Byesville, Ohio, 43723. I sound like an infomercial right there, I feel you like. So, um, <laughs> but uh, we, we just want to say thank you again in advance for doing that. Pastor Dustin, could you kind of go over our schedule that we're planning for our online services this week? Absolutely. So as you're watching right now, our Sunday service, 1040, it started. We're going to do that again next week as well, so be watching for that. But starting tomorrow, we're doing something a little new, a little different. Uh, we're doing video devotionals, a pastor video devotional Monday night tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. So we want you to be able to see that as well. We have our online Facebook devotionals that are typed out, and those will be available for you in the mornings. Additionally, we still have youth group, and we're doing that online as well, Wednesdays at 6.30. So if you're a student or know anyone that is, uh, send the, this information their way. Have them either tune in to this Facebook page or YouTube as well. Additionally, we have an amazing kids ministries and we want to continue that. We don't want to have any disconnection of any kind during this time that we have to be separated with social distancing. So Friday, 6.30 p.m. is our kids ministry video that will be out for you as well. So lots of great things coming up. We hope that you continue to tune into these, show your kids, show your youth group students, and uh, we'll all stay connected during this time. Awesome. Thank you so much, Pastor Dustin. Today we have a, a, another surprise for you. We have actually brought in our resident scientist again, and we've asked Dr. Rubenstein to come, and he's going to share with you right now. Hello, I am Dr. Rubenstein, Dr. Meher Shalahashbash Rubenstein, and this is my lovely assistant, Hazmati. And once again, Pastor Joe has asked us to come to share with you the latest facts about the virus so wait what is that music where does that come from wait who are you my name is neil diamond and what do you're doing here well in pastor black's retirement he had time to call me and bring me in so that we could give some entertainment today no no these people don't need entertainment they need facts no they need entertainment oh uh, wait a minute wait a minute facts or entertainment I have an idea. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. We'll give it a shot. Let's see what happens. Where it began. Down there in Wuhan province. Something there went so terribly wrong. Then it came west. Spreading to many continents Who'd have believed it was so strong? 
hands. Benji washed him 20 seconds. Touching hands. No, no, do not touch hands. Reaching out. No, no, do not do that. Absolutely not. Touching me. No, no, do not do that. Touching oh, you. Oh, no, do not touch me. Stay back, back, back. Please sanitize. Bum, bum, bum. Purell never seems so good. So good, so good, so good. Mouth, nose, and eyes. Bum, bum, bum. I would touch them if I could, but now I look in God's Word, and it don't seem so hopeless. It fills my heart, I know it's true. And when I'm scared, what do you do? That's when I run to Jesus. He changes me and he'll change you. True. One. It only takes one person of faith. Touching one. Touching someone with the love of God. Who reaching out. Reaching out with the gospel. Touching me. Oh, he touched me. Touching you. He'll touch you too. Sweet Jesus Christ. Bum, bum, bum. Salvation never seems so good. So good, so good, so good. Give him your life. Bum, bum, bum. Just believe you know you should. Hey, now, no okay. touching. Don't touch now. Okay. Do we got this? Yes. Six feet. Social distance. Okay. We can do this. We got this. We got it. Watch out, Dr. Rubenstein. Woo! Please sanitize. Bum, bum, bum. Purell never seems so good. So good, so good, so good. Sweet Jesus Christ. Bum, bum, bum. Just believe you know you should. Please sanitize. Bum, bum, bum. Purell never seems so good. So good, so good, so good. Well, thank you, Dr. Rubenstein, and thank you so much to our guest, Neil Diamond. I'm so grateful Pastor Black was able to invite him in and had a contact with him. How great is that? I want you to sit back, relax, and Pastor Joe is going to be bringing the message this morning. Uh, before we do that, I just want to say a quick prayer. Lord Jesus, I pray that you would open our hearts this morning, help us to hear your word, and help us to apply it to our life. God, I pray that our hearts would not be hardened. I pray that our hearts would be softened and our ears are attentive to what you have to say to us this morning. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Here's Pastor Joe this morning with the message. Before I start the message today, I do want to just reiterate, thank you so much for joining us online. I know that this is different for us, but I also want to remind you that this, that we don't go to church. The church is not a building. Um, it's never been a building. It's not a destination. The church has always been and will always be a people. I want you to understand that uh, it's not just a building that you go to. I've heard it said, it's not a building I go to, but it's an identity that I embrace. Um, being the church, that's what God's called us to be. Um, and the more, it's more than just a 90-minute meeting on the weekend uh, when you don't have anything else going on. Uh, the church is more than that. The, the church is a community of faith-filled, mountain-moving, devil-kicking, spirit-filled believers in Jesus Christ. And uh, today I want you to understand it's not just a place that we go, it's who we are. We are the church. It's not just a place that meets our needs. Uh, we are the church and we have the responsibility to help meet the needs of the world. And so that's who we are today. And I challenge you with that thought that in these moments that we're going through right now as a country, we have the opportunity to rise up above the circumstances of the day and to make Jesus famous to everyone around us. And so I want to challenge you today, uh, make sure that you do that. Uh, make sure that even in your quarantined state that you are doing something, whether that's reaching out by telephone, whether that's reaching out in prayer for someone. Make sure that you are speaking truth and being the light of Jesus to this world today. 
We are concluding our message series on uh, the dealing with anxiety. I want to talk about this idea, idea of peace. In, in week one, we talked about how the Lord is near and that we want to listen for God's whisper because it's so often that the devil is shouting his lies at us, but we want to hear the truth of God's whisper. Week two, we talked about how we have to, we go to the Lord in prayer. And prayer is a, a major component in dealing with anxiety. And we're supposed to take our needs to the Lord. Let our needs be known to the Lord. Uh, last week, we talked about the perspective of praise, that we need to get a focus on who God is and that we are to worship Him through the midst of everything. Rejoice in the Lord always, Paul said. I'll say it again, rejoice. Today, we want to look at kind of bringing all of those together and having this concept of what does real peace, what does that look like? As, as we combine all of this today, we want to talk about the peace of the Lord. You know, uh, that word peace, it brings to mind several different images. Many people think that peace is a handshake between two parties, maybe two enemies, or a treaty of some kind. It's in wartime, it was the laying down of arms. In, uh, for some of you, peace is like a sunset uh, on a quiet beach. Um, for some, peace is the def- defined as a lack of, of worry, a lack of disturbances. Um, it's freedom from strife. But today, I want to talk about this idea of peace because I think that peace is a goal of mankind. But even when we we think that there's peace in our world today, a lot of times when you look at that concept from a world perspective, peace is very fleeting. But today, I want us to understand that the peace of God is very much eternal. You see, it seems like everyone wants peace. But few people find it. We, all, we find ourselves right now seeking after peace in the midst of a pandemic. People are worried about their loved ones contracting the virus. Or maybe you know someone like I do that has the virus and you're worried about them, whether or not they're going to die or not. I know that our brother Greg Mundus is really having a tough go. He's our Assemblies of God World Missions leader. He's, his, his lungs are still in a bad state and and it's just, it's touch and go. But today, maybe you're here and, and you're worried about your 401k. People are worried about their, about their economy and whether or not we're going to bounce back. And, and yet, in the midst of all of this, God's Word says that we, uh, when we have those anxious thoughts, we're to remember the things that we've been studying for the past three weeks, that the Lord is near. We're to reach out to Him in prayer and make our needs known to Him. We need to get a perspective of worship. And, and again, today we finish this series with what God does. God gives us peace that guards our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. As I mentioned earlier, the world's peace is based on circumstances of the day. It's ba- but God's peace is based on the power of His love, the power of His Spirit at work in our hearts. This God kind of peace is so different from the world because it's not temporary, but it's permanent. And it's not internally based, but it's, it's not externally based, but it's internal based. For one last time, I want to invite you to go to the scripture today in Philippians chapter 4. It's been our theme verse throughout this entire series of dealing with anxiety. And as we go there today, I just want to remind you of the scenario of what's going on one more time. Paul is a prisoner in Rome. He wanted to go there as a preacher, but ended up going there as a prisoner. He's under house arrest, which, by the way, maybe some of you are feeling like you're under right now. Uh, But he is chained to a Roman guard 24-7, awaiting a decision on whether or not he's going to live or not with the trial that he's facing. And he writes this letter to the church in Philippi. And as he has written this letter, we get to chapter 4, verse 4, and he says this. He says, rejoice in the Lord always. Help me out. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let, your, let everyone come to know your gentleness. The Lord is at hand, or the Lord is near. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, maybe your version says, in all situations, by prayer and supplication with gratitude, make your requests known to God, and the peace of God, 
which surpasses all understanding, will protect or guard your heart and your minds through Christ Jesus. Father, today I pray that as we go through this message and we talk about that peace that you give, that today you would grant that in the midst of of the turmoil that's going on around us, that you would give our heart and our mind peace and guard us today, we pray. Amen. You know, we're going to come back to that passage in Philippians here in just a moment, but I want to go to a couple different scripture texts today as we discuss this idea of peace. In Romans chapter 5, verse 1, Paul is writing here again, he's writing to the Roman church at this time, he says, therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. You know, when we come to Christ, we have our sins forgiven, and we experience something that the world has a difficult time understanding or even comprehending. This idea that we have peace with God. Paul states this clearly in the passage and that we are justified through faith and because of that, we now have peace with the Lord. We're secure in our knowledge that now He is our Lord and we have been cleansed from all our sins. See, when our sins were separating us from God, when we put our faith into Christ, He takes us, when we repent and we do that 180 and we turn to the Lord, putting our faith in Christ now brings us into fellowship with God. We don't have to live in guilt any longer. It's not our effort that brings us this peace. It is the fact that Christ paid the price And now we can enjoy this freedom from sin and be secure in our position with God. It is this assurance of knowing that I belong to Christ that I experience true peace in my life. You know, I mentioned earlier that guilt was gone. And guilt is one of the weapons that the enemy uses. The Bible says that he is an accuser of the brethren. But yet, God's peace is the security It's the weapon against the devil's guilt. The Bible says in Romans 8, it says, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. This is a peace that the world doesn't know, nor can it comprehend. It is a peace that goes to the very core of who we are. You know, there's another passage of Scripture in Colossians chapter 3, verse 15, and it says this, Let the peace of God rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful. Paul tells the church in Colossae that they are to let this peace rule in their heart. This means that we shouldn't retaliate. We choose not to retaliate, even though we could. Even though that person cut in line and they grabbed that last package of toilet paper and you were needing it so bad, but you don't retaliate. You just, oh man, you're called to peace. <laughs> it's certainly different than the world's way of getting even. He says, rather than let your emotions rule your hearts, We should let peace rule our heart. Church, we've got to understand that when emotions rule our heart, anxiety is given free reign. Worry is given free reign. When we let our emotions rule our heart, we are then succumbed to to the circumstances of the day. But when you allow peace to rule your heart, and you surround yourself with God's peace, man, I'm telling you, what a difference that makes. So today I ask this question, what are you allowing to rule your heart? Are you allowing the worries of the economy to rule your heart? Are you allowing the worry that feel like your rights have been infringed upon to rule your heart? 
Are you allowing the things that the society brings into you and and this coronavirus? But maybe some of you are making decisions and they say that our decision making is one of the top causes of anxiety. And maybe you're trying to make a decision and and that that decision is weighing on you and and your mind is racing and you just feel the overwhelmness and and the heaviness and the pressure. What do I do next? What if I make a decision and it's wrong? What if I, what if I'm a, a, I can't go back on the things I've done? I, what if I make a bad, irreversible decision? You know, as, as we start to, to put our minds and we start making decisions uh, for us and for our church and our family, and, and as we allow the peace of God to rule in our heart, Those are the times when we say, God, I want you to rule in this area. But as long as you hold the control, as long as you are basing your rule of your heart on your emotions and what's going on around you, and you are holding on to that, can I tell you that those decisions will often be very complicated. Decisions that go something like this, should I stay in this job or should I take another one? Should I still live in this city or do I need to move to a different city? Should I stay in the house that I'm renting or or should I try to buy one? Should I keep the car that I've been driving and try to nurse it along and hope that it doesn't die? If you've ever had a car like that, and I know I have, it's it's one of those things that maybe maybe that, that particular thing in that car might even build your faith. I know for me it, it uh, was a struggle. It, it helped me get closer to Jesus as I'm pushing the car down the road. But should I invest in a better car or keep the one I've got? What's ruling your heart? You're the one who makes the decisions on who rules. You're the one who puts that thing, that peace of God, you're the one that puts God in your heart. You're the one that lets your emotions rule. Do you feel the Lord's near? Do you find yourself seeking Him out on those decisions? Do you find yourself seeking Him out through prayer? Are you praising in the middle of the storm? Are you so caught up with what the news media and different things are coming up on TV that you've forgot to look to the one who's in control? You know, I think that there are times in history, as I look throughout history, when things were completely rosy and everything was going great, the church didn't really rise to the occasion. But when we get to the place where we feel like things around us are falling apart and and we can't depend on our pocketbook and our checkbook anymore and, and we can't depend on the things of this world anymore, then that allows us to refocus our attention and our heart. And that's the only way you're going to find true peace in the midst of a t- catastrophe, in the middle of a recession, in the middle of a pandemic, is when you put the peace of God in your heart and you say, I'm not going to be ruled by my emotions. I'm going to be ruled by what God says and I'm going to have His peace that rules in me that church is when peace will come is when you allow him to rule mankind's type of peace is very very fleeting you're never quite sure how long it's going to last and how quickly it might be broken because remember man's type of peace yields a type of despair and fear fear that disappears very quickly there's a man by the name of Herman Lang, and he was facing execution from a prison cell in Hamburg, Germany, on July 11th, 1943. And he pens these words. He says, Personally, I am perfectly calm, facing steadfastly what is to come. When one has really achieved complete surrender to the will of God, there is a marvelous feeling of peace and a sense of absolute security. The gift we receive is so unimaginably great that all human joys joys pale beside it. I wonder if that's the same kind of peace and the same kind of mindset that Paul had as he wrote Philippians chapter 4. I'm going to say a quote here. I think this is very powerful, and I want us to get this. 
we must make sure that we're not seeking deep peace in shallow places. I'm going to say that again. We must make sure that we are not seeking deep peace in shallow places. Sometimes I think it's hard for people to find peace because we've got so many good things going on. We've got so many options to look toward. But all of those are shallow. We tend to think that we have all this stuff and it's going to be easier. The more options I have, the more it's going to be easier to do. And it's just simply not true. I mean, stop and think about uh, just as something as simple. I, I know and as maybe your home is like mine and, and you're on trying to find out what movie you want to watch because you're trying to, to get some time gone from, from being cooped up at home and you want to watch a movie and, and you're turning on the movies and it's just like boom, boom, boom. You've got like thousands of options and you can't find which one you want to watch. And so you've, somebody else says, well, what do you want to watch? I don't care. What do you want to watch? I don't care. And so you're going through all the options, and I'm eating a bowl of cereal, and I'm finished with my bowl of cereal, and they're still flipping through the channels and, and still trying to figure out what's going on. And then what happens is this. All of a sudden, man, I'm like, okay, let me know tomorrow what movie you watched because there's just way too many options because it's hard to make a decision. You know, we live in an age with unlimited opportunities. You can go anywhere. You can do anything. And I think sometimes when all that comes around us is what it gives us is so many options and we find ourselves looking for deep peace in shallow places. In fact, it said that children make about 5,000 decisions a day. 5,000. Adults make about 35,000 a day. No wonder we're so stressed out. I don't know how accurate that is, but one thing I know is whether it's 35,000 or 5,000, we are making so many choices. And the truth is, a lot of those choices are not based on what God says. They're based on our emotions. I think oftentimes we're afraid of making a wrong decision. I think a lot of times we step back, whether that's in relationships, maybe you're thinking, man, what if I've missed the right one? What if the right one's actually sitting in the same service that I'm in? Or maybe even spiritually, what if I've missed my purpose? Or what if I'm out of God's will? I, I don't want to let other people down. And I sure don't want to let God down. I don't want to make an irreversible decision. So what do we do? We hesitate. We stall. We procrastinate. We just kind of wait it out. And what happens? Other things filter in. And church, I want to I just reiterate this fact to you today we need to feel the presence of God in our life if you want peace in the midst of a storm if you want peace in the midst of a recession if you want peace in the midst of the decisions that you're faced with right now church I want to tell you right now the only way that you're going to get that peace is if you take the truth of God's word Philippians 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again. Rejoice. Let everyone come to know your gentleness. The Lord is at hand. If you want peace in your life, you have to know that the Lord's near. And what's it say? Be anxious for nothing, but in everything. Take your, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving or gratitude, make your requests known to God. You have to pray. Cast all your anxiety, all your cares, all your stuff on Him because He cares about you. You take all of that and you put it into His hands. You've got to get a perspective of praise. You've got to understand that all things be considered, our confidence is no longer in us, but our confidence has got to be found in our God. The resulting factor of that brings us peace that transcends all understanding. And not only does that peace transcend all understanding, but it, the Bible says it guards your heart and your mind. It's peace that's not founded on natural things. It's peace that's founded on the supernatural power of an almighty God. That's at work in our heart and life. 
God's eternal power changes dramatically our perspective on the temporary things around us. And they will seem so small in comparison to how big He is. God's peace alters our perception of the things of the world. That's why it passes understanding. And it guards our hearts and it guards our minds in Christ. It keeps us in a state of peace even though the world is going crazy and lost their mind around us. It keeps us in peace. It's usually in times of difficulty and fear, as I say, I'll say this again, it's usually in times of difficulty and fear that we as the church, the followers of Jesus Christ, have the opportunity to let His peace rule the day and allow us to rise up no matter the circumstances. Would you bow your heads as we pray today? Father, today we cast our cares upon you, Lord, knowing that, God, you care for us today as you're in your living room as you're watching this online I want to ask you this question as you're kind of bowing your heads and just having a moment with the Holy Spirit right now the question is this what is ruling your heart today what's ruling your heart today is it a coronavirus is it our economy that's sinking so fast that you're afraid you're losing your retirement you might be losing your job Maybe for some of you, it's battling those decisions that's making anxiety and fear and weight and heaviness. Today, you just want to cast that to the Lord. This morning, if you're in your living room or in your place where you're watching this, and you'd say, you know what, Pastor Joe, that's me. Obviously, I'm not going to have you raise your hand because I can't see you, but God can see you. Actually, I will. I'm going to have you raise your hand. Because it doesn't matter that I see you, but God sees you today. God knows. And we're going to pray here in just a minute. And if that's you, and you say, you know what, Pastor? I really want to cast all of these worries, all these concerns. I am tired of looking for deep peace in shallow places. And I want God's peace to rule my heart today. In the midst of all of this uncertainty. I want to say, God, you can use me. Because it's time for the church to rise up, folks. It's time for us to rise up. And if that's you today, would you just slip your hand to the Lord right now? Say, God, yeah, that's me. Would you pray with me? Father, I pray right now that, Lord, as we've concluded this timely message on anxiety, that you would reach down and touch your people today. Some of them might be feeling worried about the situation with this virus, with the economy. Others might have a family situation, a job situation a relationship, or perhaps it's something else altogether. But God, today I pray that you would draw us near to you. God, as we submit our hearts before you today, let our knees before you right now, as we worship you, and this worship is upon our heart, and it fills our mind, then Lord, we have this understanding that your word says that your peace, the peace we've discussed today, will guard our heart and our mind in Christ Jesus. We're not going to continue to look for deep peace in shallow places. We're going to look to you, Lord. And you're going to be our peace. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. As you continue to pray today, maybe you're listening to this message and you recognize that we've made this connection that to have true peace in life, You have to have peace with God. It comes with a relationship with Jesus. You see, Jesus loved you so much that He came and He died for you. But He didn't stop there. He rose again. And because of that, you can actually have a relationship with God. But this is a decision that I can't make for you. This is a decision that you have to make. Are you going to continue living your life without Him? Or are you going to turn from your sin and turn toward Him? I would ask today, how's it going on your own? How's life doing on your own? Isn't it about time for you to say yes to Jesus? To surrender your life to Him today? If you'd like to make that decision today, I'm going to pray with you. And I want to invite you to pray with me as you're watching this recording today. Pray, dear Jesus. 
forgive me of my sins. I invite you into my life. I want the peace that we've talked about today. I turn from my ways of doing my life. And today I want to choose. I make the decision to follow you. And I thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I want to thank you today for joining us for Church on the Web. May God bless your week. For those of you with Facebook, I want to encourage you that all week long, we're going to take an acrostic of the word peace, and we're going to talk about it all week long, P-E-A-C-E, Monday through Friday. We invite you to come be a part of that each day with us this week. Have a great day. May the Lord bless you.